Let's get this going. Let's get play this that, going. Play that theme. Play that theme song. Here we go. Ba da 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 da. I think we got a good episode on our hands today. That's that's gonna be good. Because you can see me doing this. That's why. <laughs> no, nobody can see you doing that. Oh, I'm on private. Um, yeah. So you, if you, if, uh, if people are wondering, oh, you go ahead. I don't mean, I don't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. Good uh, start. Good and, start, Nate. And, and we are back. It's Baby Station. It's the only podcast where we're doing it on Instagram Live because Giuliano and I are in different places. So what we actually do is we bring material, usually news articles to the table. And here's the catch: I don't know what Nate's bringing to the table, and he Mm-mm. doesn't know what I'm bringing to the table. So there's constant surprise. It's a weird world out there, and we firmly believe that there's humor to be found in everything. Uh, also, a friendly reminder to rate our podcast five stars, subscribe to the show, share with your friends. Um, uh, so go send your article submissions to babystationsubs at gmail.com. Uh, support us on Patreon and visit our website at babystation.io. Oh, oh, yeah. And for those of us uh, or those of you listening after the fact, uh, if you're confused, we're just doing this episode uh, on Instagram Live here since Giuliano and I can't go into the studio. Uh, so, you know, there might be some references to the, the way things are looking, but we'll try to be as clear as we can. And when we say studio, uh, we're, we're talking about our professor's office. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's more fun to call it the studio, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I know. So, right. uh, I, I see a couple uh, comments already. Somebody said, hey, that's the guy that stole my car. Um, <laughs> Unclear which and, one of us that is. Right, right. And also somebody <laughs> said, my shoe is untied, and I, I don't think you can see that, so... Yeah, and uh, I see someone exclaiming in surprise that Giuliano doesn't read the intro from a script, which um, I just want to say this video shows no proof of that not being true. Right, uh, that's so, very true. Yeah. Um, also, if people – are you on private on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're both on private. So maybe uh-huh. next week we should figure out a way to not do that because I think it makes it harder for people to join, yep. um, which is something that Mike just said. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, you want to dive into the first article here? Oh, absolutely. I got a really good article. <clears throat> um, U.S. man. Oh, sorry. This is from Yahoo News. If Yahoo is still good. a thing, I didn't think it That's was. Good. U.S. man teaching a dog how to drive arrested after high-speed chase. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that never ends well. No, that never. never. Ends well. So this has happened in Los Angeles. Uh, a resident of the western U.S. state of Washington. Okay, that makes no sense. Lo- Los Angeles and a resident of Washington. Maybe he was in Los Angeles. Yeah, he was just he brought he his driving dog to south. Los Angeles. A uh, resident of the western U.S. state of Washington was arrested following a high-speed chase that left officers dumbfounded after they found the man's pit bull behind the wheel. <laughs> the incident unfolded on Sunday afternoon after police received calls about a driver hitting two vehicles in an area south of Seattle, then speeding away, state trooper Heather Axman told AFP. She said the emergency services subsequently got multiple cars about a car traveling erratically at more than 100 (laughs) miles per hour. (laughs) And she said the officers gave a chase and got close to the vehicle. So imagine a cop is like speeding up next to this vehicle. He turns and he sees a pit bull just driving the car like this. (laughs) 
So he said he saw a pit bull in the driver's seat, and the man next to him in the passenger seat was steering and giving the car some gas, like while the pit bull was in the front seat. That's amazing. That so it took amazing. them. It took them a while to get this car like off the road and like stopped. They have. To, they had to deploy spike strips, which are those things that you put on the ground to like pop a car's tires. Right. And they arrested a 51 year old man, and he was booked with multiple felonies. And apparently, he was under the influence of drugs. And he was upfront with them when they when they took him into custody. He said, "I was just trying to teach my dog how to drive." Is that being upfront? Is that being upfront? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what he was doing, right? Well, so my question is, at what point did the dog get in the front seat? Like, was it after they pulled him over? He was like, sit here, sit here. They w- they'll never see this coming. No, or, the dog was trying to drive the car the whole the time. The whole time. Which that is, is why crazy. I, which is why I assume the car hit a couple cars while going 100 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you, imagining a car on the highway like... <laughs> <laughs> And do you think after the first car, he was yelling at his dog, like, not again, not again. The dog was like, I'm going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. So, I mean, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But can you teach a new, any dog to learn how to drive? Well, and how new was thing? this dog? How, you know, can you teach a new dog to drive is the, is the age-old question. Can you teach a dog how to drive, period? What's your opinion? Absolutely. I mean, you know, learning can happen for any species. I, used, I taught my, uh, my cat to drive one time. Um, Did you? Yeah. That what's, was your before, cat's, what's your cat's name? Just, uh, just by – because I'm I, curious. My cat's name is Dr. – Doctor? Just yeah, doctor? That's okay. it, yeah. Okay, and, so uh, how did you teach doctor how to drive? <laughs> well, it was kind of a complicated process. I uh, – at first, I just put him behind the wheel, but he didn't do anything. He just took a poop on my front seat. Um, oh, so okay. I, put, I ended up I put I put catnip at at nine and nine and three or nine and yeah, two yeah. or whatever. Um, so then he would kind of put his paws on both of these, right? Yeah. Um, and then I would turn on the car, and then I, I built this extension pedal that went all the way up from the gas pedal to where his his foot could reach. So it was okay. like gas pedal stick going all the way up. It was so just then, a stick. It was just a branch. It was a branch, and then at the top of it, there was a big piece of wood so that he can get his little paws on there. <laughs> and then he, I put catnip on that. Um, I actually pretty much coated the whole car <laughs> in catnip. Yeah. Okay, and, okay. Um, right, so long story short, that cat got uh, pretty jacked up on catnip. And, right. uh, yeah, crashed the car almost instantly. Crashed the car, yeah. I, <laughs> almost I, instantly. I just, I just want to go a little bit back. Uh you said nine and three first. So imagine you're just holding a car at nine and three, just on both sides. You have no control at all. You're just like this. Is that not how you're supposed to drive is nine and three? And then, and then you said, oh, wait, no, nine and two, which is just a little bit up like this. So you're just driving the car at an angle the whole time. I thought for the longest time it was eight and one. So you're... This yeah, is yeah, no. You're supposed no. to do it. <laughs> you drive like that. Here's a real question. Are you a, are you a right hand on the wheel... Left hand in lap, or you left hand on the wheel, right hand in lap kind of guy. Right hand on the wheel. Right. Uh, left hand on like the side of the car, like right up, right by the window. If it's yeah, a nice yeah, day, yeah. I open the window and I rest my hand on that. Mm-hmm. What are you? Uh, it depends. On a most time, I'm left hand on the wheel, right hand on the stick shift. Oh and yeah. Then sometimes I'll do the old pull the left knee up, rest left hand on left knee, 
You know what I'm talking sure, about? Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Trick in the book. And then, well, that's I was trying to get Doctor to do that, but it turns out when he pulled the left leg off of the chair, he lost his balance and he he fell on the gas pedal, and that's actually uh, how he crashed the car. So right, right. Did he survive? He did. Like threatening injuries. Legally, I had to put him down after that. So. Oh, okay. That was what the court said. So. Yeah, I mean, sorry for your loss. Yeah. Um, see, sometimes, see, sometimes I drive, uh, hands on, on my lap and then my <laughs> mouth on, on 12, just my, like just biting 12. 12, yeah, just biting 12, just your overbite so, on 12. Yeah. So I'm just clenching 12 with my mouth and I'm driving <laughs> by just moving my head back and forth. Have you ever done the old lean the seat back and then your feet go on 10 and two? Yeah. Yeah. Hand, and then you drive with your feet. Hands behind the head, feet on 10 <laughs> yeah. and two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some, some weird looks from officers on that one. Yeah, somebody in the chat just said, uh, "Or six and six, just <laughs> holding holding the bottom of the wheel with both hands." <laughs> yeah, with both hands. Sometimes I do put one hand on six. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like that. And I, have you ever? I don't know about your steering wheel, but mine's kind of got like um like two two uh, pieces going towards the center part, and sometimes I'll just like r- wrap my hand around. <laughs> around like this part of the wheel and just kind of like three finger pincer it. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. That. Someone in chat just said, I'm left hand on the wheel, right hand around your girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody else just said, what's on the pedal. If you have your feet on 10 and two, <laughs> the, the answer is <laughs> always thinking outside the box. Oh, what's on the pedal. If your feet are on 10 and two. Well, the answer well, is also your feet. You just got to oh, multitask yeah. a little bit. Or you get doctor to sit down there and you tell doctor when to get yeah. on, the, on the gas. You, just, you yell at him, gas, break, gas. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious. That is some smart outside the box thinking right there. So I said, let's do a movie pitch. Getaway driver's a dog. Yeah. How does the movie play itself out? And what's this movie called? Audience, asking the audience, what is this movie called? It, if yeah. we are making a movie with the getaway driver being a dog. I immediately, I immediately get baby driver vibes from the whole right. thing. Where like he rolls up to the the crime syndicate and they're like, "There's no way this guy's a good driver," but then he just kills it and they're like, "Holy crap, a dog getaway driver!" Right. Uh, let me think here. Um, I'm trying to think of dog puns like a something about a lab or a, um, a puppy something. Is there is there a puppy a driver? Dog? Is there a, a dog name that rhymes with driver, like maybe Schnauzer or something like that, like something er? <laughs> uh, gl- glider. Is that? A, I don't think that's a dog. No, that's not a dog. Um, rough Roadster. <laughs> Somebody said Rough Roadster. I like that. That's I like pretty rough good. That's a, that's a strong contender. Uh, so, movie's called Rough Roadster, and how does it play itself out? Like you know how in Baby Driver he comes in, and he's like, they're like you. You're just like a little kid. Like, you don't know how to do anything. It's a yeah. dog that comes in, and the dog has to prove himself to how he's a rough roadster. I think the, the, the middle ground of the movie is for sure where the dog gets distracted by, like, some squirrels running by, and he blows the operation. And he has to, right. like, he has to gain their trust again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone else suggested... when the cops... Oh, go ahead. Uh, someone else suggested who let the dogs out. That's... Uh, not super related to the car driving thing, but yeah, that could work. Right, that could work. Right. 
So my other thing is, is that when the cops pull over the car and they see a dog in the front seat, would they just be like, okay, we have to take this dog into custody? That's a good point. Well, that was my original idea is that he got pulled over. He grabbed his dog and put him in the driver's seat and was like, wasn't me, officer. Wasn't right. me. I guess that's the easy, that's the easy out. Right, because like, how, do you, how do you prosecute that? I don't think you can. And we've talked about this before, if dogs should be held to the same standards as people. And I yeah. think we said yes. Absolutely. I think, well, because I think dogs secretly run society. Agreed. Um, but they're just so smart that we think we own them. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, you want to move on? Yeah, we can unpack that some other time. But I'm, I'm really excited about my first article here. All right, go um, ahead. Which is, uh, this is from the New York Post. And uh, the, the headline here is, Miserable Man tattoos entire body blue to feel confident oh no no it's um it's pronounced miserable like mi- oh yeah mi- yeah miserable miserable man tattoos entire body blue to feel confident yeah um continue on sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i just wanted to i didn't mean to make you feel like not intelligent or anything no no that's uh you did succeed in that endeavor but that's sorry fine. sorry yeah all right so um <laughs> so he tattoos his whole body blue he said to be honest I just like the look of it. I thought it would be neat. So it took him three years to transform himself into a jewelry-making, bus-dwelling blue dude. So it all started in 2017. It's a lot of things. I, I know. It's a lot to take in here. Um, he, he asked his sister to tattoo a portion of his leg bright turquoise blue. And then he said, the rest is history. So he did the whole... So he just became somebody from Avatar. Yeah, but like a little bit, a little bit brighter. Um, so what's interesting is he did it to boost his confidence, and he says that like okay, yeah, he uh, says just, that just the way you would do that, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is really uh, questionable here, but he said that he gets a lot of like fun interactions with people, and it brings a, like a whimsical element to his interactions. But like, I don't know, man. I uh, I think that would lower my confidence personally. Yep. Yeah. I think um so I don't get the miserable portion. Yeah, he uh, he just said he felt like stagnant and that he wasn't doing anything with his life. Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He looks like a very regular person. Mhm. Um with just blue paint all over his body. But apparently it's <laughs> tattoo. And I mean there's part of his hands that don't have the tattoo. Yeah, it yeah. It just yeah. looks like he he just like dipped himself in blue paint. It looks like somebody just ran a paintbrush down his body here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the interesting part is I don't really get the motivation for it, but I mean more power to him. I here's the bigger question is what is the worst color you could tattoo your whole body? Um personally, I'm I'm thinking just like bright pale yellow. I was going to say yellow. I swear I was going to say yellow. Because yeah. that just makes you kind of look sickly. Exactly. Like you have yeah. jaundice. Right, right. And then everyone, everyone kind of comes by you and they're like, are you all right? Like, are you okay? And like, for this guy, it's, it's not a question. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's absolutely still a question. Well, I mean, he's, <laughs> he'd just say like, yo, I got a tattoo all over my body. When you're yellow, I feel like there's a question about your health. I feel like this guy just looks like he has hypothermia. Yeah, that is all. That's true. <laughs> He just looks like he's, like, super cold. <laughs> and I, I disagree with the statement that it's a little bit lighter than Avatar. He looks like he could just be in the movie. 
If he maybe, got the if he had the hair. Maybe that's his play is like he knows a live action remake of Avatar is like in the works. Right. And he's, and he's about to do it. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I am getting part. this role. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I never even saw Avatar. I saw it a long time ago. It was the only thing I remember, and I'm sure a lot of people in the in this chat would probably remember, uh, is the part where they have intercourse with their hair. What? There's that a happens? portion of the movie where they like connect their hair like ants do like, to communicate. Okay. And like that's that's like their the intercourse that they have. It's really that, weird. That is weird. Um that's an Oscar winning movie, I guess. Uh Um so what what else was I going to say? Um I'm I'm seeing something in this article about people saying snarky comments and eye rolls that that people give him. Would you give this guy an eye roll? No, I wouldn't give him an eye roll because, like, I, I don't know. There's, I, I don't think I would view it in a judgmental sense. I would just be very curious. Like, right. I, would just, I would just have a lot of questions for him. I don't think I would assume it's a tattoo by the way that it looks. No, I would think it's paint. Yeah, I would think he was doing, like, a blue man group kind of thing. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of Snake Man. Do you want to talk about Snake Man? <laughs> yeah, this is very similar to Snake Man, right? Sure. So I, I'll tell the story, and correct me if I'm wrong on any parts of the story. So me and Nate have a mutual friend who is actually one of the supporters of the show on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- shout out to Brian. He is, the, he is the person who made the Officer James RPG game. Yeah, it's a classic. And he uh, he has this aversion to... A, a guy who is in the Guinness Book of World Records or Ripley's Believe It or Not or something like that. And the guy has named himself Snake Man. Uh-huh. And he apparently has like a lot of piercings on his face and he like cut his tongue in half so that he looks like a snake. Yeah, it's um, very, very uh, uh, revolting is the word I would use. Yeah, but it's not that bad. It just looks like a guy who could be in like um like a freak show or something like that like back in the day. Like... He he just cut his tongue in half and has a lot of piercings on his face and got tattoos on his face to make him look like he has snake skin. Right. So he's snake I just, man. I don't think it's that bad. And I don't think a lot of people would think it's that bad. Yeah. So apparently our friend Brian, when he was in high school or middle school or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was sitting at his desk and he caught a glimpse of it and he immediately put his head down <laughs> because this is this is something that – that like really scares him and like makes him feel <laughs> awful and sick like body piercings and just like gross things like that so he's looking down and then he decides for some reason to look up and within 3 seconds after he looks up he throws up all over the place so we had this joke that we were going to show him snake man just like just like put a phone in front of his face and be snake man so that he would just yak all over the place. I think that's his worst nightmare is that somebody like just gorilla snake mans him out of nowhere. Yeah, so so if you know Brian, please don't use this information against him and show him snake man. That would just be so awful. That would, but if, that would if, be you're, if you're looking to, to get a guy to throw up in front of you, if you're ever, if you're ever in the mood, Brian kind of, is the guy to go to. Kind of a superpower when you think about it. Because, yeah. I mean, I can't do that on command. I no, certainly can't. Gorilla Snake Man. Yeah, I mean, that's a... It's almost like a, a whole other brand of, of warfare. Is the Gorilla Snake Man warfare? Yeah. 
Are you are you still connected here? I just want to make sure because I saw a little low. I I just lost it for a second, but I think it's back now. Okay, cool. I yeah. see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, we can move on. All right, this one's good, uh, especially because of the the headline: School of Hard Knocks: colon, Florida student learns that pepper spray is not body spray. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! So, Two things. School of, <laughs> School of Hard Knocks is just hilarious. Um, then Florida student learns. Of course, it's a Florida student. Uh, according to somebody in the chat, they cannot hear you, Nate. I just saw that. Um, I will rejoin. Okay, cool. I'll stay here. Well, this is uh, this is pretty interesting, huh? Um. Oh. Let's see here. I'm I'm adding you back, and also somebody in the chat, Mike, is trying to get in, but we we, we might we gonna, <laughs> we're trying to do a show here. Hello, Mike. hello. All right. So um, yeah, just let let us know if you can hear Nate now in the chat. Can anybody can anybody hear me? Is we'll probably cut this out, out of the final cut, right? Or maybe we'll keep it in. I don't know. Who knows? Anybody out there? Just just let us know if you can hear Nate, and then we'll keep going. Yeah. So, Nate, just sing something. Yeah, 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 sure. <clears throat> uh, this is from my original musical called Helicopter, um, and it's the uh, titular song called Helicopter. Oh, I don't have to sing it. People said they can hear me, so that's No, fine. no, you got keep going. No, it's keep not, going. Not, it's too late. That's fine. Just We'll do that some other time. Okay, another time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe at the end of this. I don't know. Yeah. So let's go on with this article. Let's do it. A Florida middle school student mistakenly released pepper spray after grabbing what he thought was a canister of body spray from another student. The seventh grade student has been issued a civil citation oh, uh, because no. of the incident that sent 41 students to the hospital for treatment with of minor injuries. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. This is awful, right? But it's hilarious. I know. Thinking it was body spray, the student took the canister and actually sprayed himself as if he were applying a body fragrance product. Oh, no. And the gymnasium was evacuated and 41 <laughs> students were transported to the hospital for care. Now, if he wasn't in middle school, when I was in middle school, I would spray body spray. I would use half the bottle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Use body spray. Absolutely. So you know that that's what this kid was doing. He was using half the bottle, sprays his whole body with body Dude, spray. Here's the thing. Though, how did, he not, how did he not realize after the first squirt that it was not body spray? I've never been pepper sprayed, so I wouldn't know. I, I haven't either personally, but like I have seen videos of it and it looks devastating. But is it like a Trojan horse effect where like you get sprayed and then like a it takes a little bit before no, you start feeling it? It's like it is like instant. Like it hits your face and you are incapacitated because of how bad it is. Oh boy. Yeah. It, it is are really there lasting bad. effects of that? No, it's temporary effects. I mean, it's probably not good for you like if you pepper spray constantly. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could maybe you could work up your immunity to it just by spraying pepper spray into your arms every morning. Yeah, like a <laughs> Imagine some you know? guy who's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get so good at resisting this stuff. <laughs> but then, like after a year of that, oh, you know. So I actually read about these, um, these monks in like Tibet or Nepal, and they, um, 
have trained themselves to be immune to taking shots to their sensitive regions. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. There yeah. was a sports science episode about this. Yes, because they all they do, not all they do, but like part of their training is just standing there and then like somebody just kicks them in the nuts. Like hard. Yeah, like really hard. So sports science, um, Olivia Angelina says something similar happened at my high school. That is which, wild. Send us a little bit more information on that and we'll talk about it. Um, but uh, also somebody said, imagine going in for a spray tan and you get a pepper spray tan. That's the oldest trick in the book right <laughs> that there. Is, that would be awful. Um, so this, in the sports science episode, I remember it very specifically. Is this where you learned it from, the sports science episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So ESPN used to have this show called Sports Science. I don't know if it's still a thing, but they would like break down like how people in sports like do what they do. So they took a UFC fighter and he was learning from these monks and mm-hmm. he would just get hit in the nuts over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and after a long period of time, actually I'm mistaken. I totally remember this incorrectly. They took a UFC fighter and told him to kick a monk in the nuts. I thought they took an NFL kicker. Maybe it was that too. I can't remember. They like but measured, I remember it was a big dude. Yeah, and they measured his kick strength and they're like, "All right, this is like 800 pounds of force or something absurd like that." Right, and they like explain the whole science behind it and at the end of the episode this monk gets kicked in the nuts and he's he's like, "Fine. He's yeah. fine. He yeah. like doesn't flinch." The biggest moment he literally just like got kicked up a little bit. He was literally just like crossing his arms and he was just like Yeah. Yeah, and then they like interviewed him after and they're like, "Are you okay? Like are you feeling anything?" He's like, I definitely felt it, but, like, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, he was like, that was pretty normal. That happens to me like, all the time. What? So, apparently there's, like, bones or something, like, in your pelvic region or something like that. Like, if they get broken, they come back and they heal much stronger than they naturally are. So, just getting rammed in the nuts over and over again apparently makes you stronger down there. And, like, you can take hits that hard. <laughs> okay, well, at least now, if I just do that to you out of the blue, know that it's for your own good. Right, it's just to help me <laughs> gain some strength on there. Just because I care about you, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I understand completely. So, I was saying, what if Axe came out with a new scent? Because, you know, Axe has come out with scents that are kind of food related in the past like chocolate i don't know if you remember axe yeah, chocolate yeah i remember that one i was always disgusted so, by that one but that's just axe for you i guess same i agree but there's a new there's a new scent and it's called pepper <laughs> and it's just pepper spray <laughs> <laughs> and you get it you get like the the kind of like sexual ad about it that's like axe yeah. pepper and it's just a guy going like <laughs> like with his underarms just like beat red and he's I, just screaming i imagine it's like a, a slow panoramic tilt around of like a shirtless guy and it's he's slow-mo spraying himself and the top part of his face is cut off but you can just see the tears like (laughs) streaming down his face and like you just see his mouth is just like yeah contorted in the worst way but he's just trying to prepare himself we had somebody in the chat say i'd buy so yeah i mean you can train yourself against this pepper spray i think also uh i think of like i don't know if you've seen parks and rec but there's a character tom who always is obsessed with sitting in his, like, scent cloud before he goes into places. Right. So he, like, sprays a massive cloud of perfume and then just kind of sits there. Yeah. I think that's what that's I mean, the issue here is that this middle schooler was just like... And it's got to be really embarrassing. <laughs> it's got to be really embarrassing for this middle schooler, right? That, oh, like, yeah. 
you're the guy who pepper sprayed 41 students at the same time on accident. And this this person is never going to live it down. So no. as we move on to the next article, I would encourage people in the chat, we'll take a little breaks from the next article, share something embarrassing that happened to you in middle school or high school that you feel like you will never live down. And oh. then we'll talk about it. That's good. That's good. I'm trying to All think. Right, you can, uh, what, oh, go ahead. Let's see. Um... Well, one embarrassing thing that happened to me in middle school is I um, I went to a private middle school. There weren't that many people there. And there was one year where there was um, some new students. And I, like, we had very strict rules like on dress code and stuff like that. And uh, I was probably like 13. And I got really upset that they weren't following the dress code. And I like emailed my teachers. And I was like, you narc. I know I was the worst. And I, I emailed them and I was like, why are they not following the dress code? Like, don't we have a dress code? And oh like, my God. I was, I was riled up about it. And they were, they were like, you need to come talk to us in our office. So, so how, how much did they depart from the dress code? Like, what was it that made you so mad? I don't even remember, honestly. Like I, my memories of them is them in dress code. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, I, I I don't know. So my memory of that whole, I mean, it's a while ago, so my memory is vague, but I think, um, I I think the the teachers were just like, they're new to the school. Like they don't know what's up. Give them a break. And I was like, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, uh, Minecraft. I want to play Minecraft at school. (laughs) Yeah. that, (laughs) Um, That was me. But I'm trying to think of mine. Uh, the thing that sticks out in my head the most is not even middle school. It's elementary school hmm. where we were playing in the snow outside. Like we would have like, you know, you'd have to bring your snow pants to school and your boots because in recess you would play in the snow. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming back in and trying to take off like my coat and like my sweatshirt and just like my entire shirt came off. <laughs> and I just I was so devastated by like feeling like I, I had exposed myself in front of everybody. And I, I like I was so flustered that I like couldn't put it back on in time. Like I was like like you know, like when you're like frozen, like I couldn't do it. Um somebody in the chat says I ran before school with one of my friends in eighth grade. I didn't bring a change of clothes, so I smelled a little. The school social worker called me down to the office to talk about hygiene and infamously and I'm sure this continues. <laughs> but that's really funny. Yeah, that's um, imagine smelling so bad that the social worker is like, uh, I think we need to have a talk. Here. Yeah. Oh, and infamously I- asked me, do you know what deodorant is? Uh, the rest of it is, I think, un- unclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty and, embarrassing. And, right. So, um,. What was I just going to say? You know, the, the one thing they don't tell you is that deodorant's optional. They That's don't the tell you that they don't, yeah. Up. Yeah, but they don't want you to know that. You don't actually have to wear it. Right. Yeah. I, I had one of those talks from a teacher to my whole class once before in middle school. Really? Yeah, they, like, said, like, listen, our class is, you know, it's hard for me to teach in this environment because it's just getting really stinky in here. So you guys, <laughs> like, bring bring your deodorant and, like, put some deodorant on. That's funny. I remember her name was Miss Flanagan. I mean, that's very understandable. Yeah, she just could not stand the stink in the room. She had to say something. I will say, like, sometimes you just walk into a room and you can tell, like, there are, like, a lot of people in here not wearing deodorant. And it's, it's tough. And yeah, it is... I mean, and boys' locker room in high school, dude, oh, that's it. It's yeah, it was, it, was, it was rough. 
It was rough. I, there had been moments where I had not washed my gym uniform for six months. Yeah. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. Because yeah. you just leave and it in you, the locker. You're like, I don't want to bring that home. Right. And then, like, after a while, you put it on and you kind of just smell like wet noodles. Yeah. That's You're like, awful. it's fine. I'm only, in, I'm only in this for one period, so. Right. Yeah. All right. You can go. All right. I uh, got my last article here. This is a little animal-related action here. Uh, Texans, the Texans player Kenny Stills attacked by birds for his burrito. So uh, he's, a, <laughs> he's a wide receiver for the Houston Texans, and uh, he's, been, he's been doing training for the upcoming season. Um, but on Friday, that took a turn for the worst as he took a walk down to the beach with his burrito and then a flock of birds took over the situation. <laughs> so he said, I literally put my bag down to get my towel situated and they swarmed the food and had the other birds block me so I couldn't stop them. Oh my gosh. Which is the best part of the story because he's an NFL player he should be ready for these kind of plays, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book, right? But the birds clearly have been watching this man practice, and they've seen what kind of defense that offensive line puts up. And I'm right. thinking they get their three beefiest birds, their three, you know, beef lord birds. Beef, and beef lord. Yeah, and they're like, all right, Billy, Joel, Fred, you guys go up front. You block him uh, off. Wait, Billy, Joel? Or Billy, Joel's just one person, right? Billy, comma. Joel, comma. It's very okay. confusing. And, no, yeah, I understand. And Fred, <laughs> and uh, and they just block. They box him out, and the other guy just grabs the burrito and goes. I mean, he should have seen that coming a mile away. Nah, I know. And imagine maybe it's not the burrito. Maybe these birds are hired by another team mm. and trained by another team mm. to attack Kenny Stills. I mean, so they're in the Super Bowl against this team, and this guy's about to catch the game-winning touchdown, and a bunch of birds just come down and attack him. <laughs> and he just falls into a fetal position, and the yeah. game's over, and the ball falls. <laughs> yeah, incomplete. I mean, it feels like a Batman kind of thing where this is such a traumatic experience for him. Like, right. he sees birds any day now. He's just going to be a complete wreck. Absolutely. Um, we'll get back to this, Kenny Stills, but somebody in the chat, again, same person who had the first embarrassing story, actually, Mike, says... Someone was known as the Phantom Dumpster. No one knew who this was. They defecated in the gym on the gym floor. One of my friends started a rumor that it was me. <laughs> We've all had those stories where someone defecates on a gym floor. Yeah, you I mean, know, you hate very, to see that. very relatable. I do think, as far as pranks go, it is a pretty low brow prank, but takes a lot of dedication to poop somewhere and just leave it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to dig into this anymore because I think it's a little gross. Uh, but but suffice to say, I mean, that takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of guts. No, absolutely, I agree. What else takes a lot of guts is hiring out birds. Yeah, I mean, I don't to, think we can overestimate the amount of training required to get these birds to do this. Right. I mean, that's crazy. I, don't know. That, I think I, I might have talked about this on the podcast before, but where... Somebody did their senior prank and they put a bunch of bird seed um, on on the football field, like the summer before their senior year. Yeah, and they would just put bird seed and then blow a whistle. Put bird seed, blow a whistle. Mm -hmm. So they train the birds around the area to come <laughs> flock onto the field when they hear a whistle blown. Wow, that is next level. So 
on the first football game of the season when the refs blow their whistle for the kickoff, <laughs> like thousands of birds just flock the field <laughs> and, and destroy the players. <laughs> that is so funny. Right? And I don't know if that's true because I feel like that's really hard to, to train yeah. birds like that. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. But think about... Somebody on the Patriots hiring out some birds and saying, hey, this is a guy named Kenny Stills, training them to do that. Then we have another uh, deflate gate on our hands. I know. I mean, that kind of reeks of urban legend, the, the high school field story. But, man, that's, yeah, a, I agree. That, that's amazing if that's true. I know, right? Yeah. The, uh, the only senior pranks that we talked about in high school were, like, putting for sale signs, like, on the school. <laughs> my, uh, my senior prank was, um, like, my school had, like, a lot of people going to it. I know yours did too. Uh, yeah. But there was this one hallway upstairs that was like a massive thoroughfare and it was just a sharp corner. And all the seniors brought like shields and play swords to school. And then <laughs> during during like the, the middle of the day passing period, they all like stood in that corner like a mob and like did a Spartan wall barricade so that oh nobody God. could get by in either direction. And they were just I like did- screaming during practice. Just like, ah! <laughs> and did they not let down when people were trying to get past where no, they just like seriously they didn't they, it was just like did a they get in trouble wall. oh they got in so much trouble i did i wasn't a part of it it was mostly the football team yeah, yeah. but i just remember like coming up the stairs and i've forgotten that that was the day of the prank i like came up the stairs i saw the shield wall and i was like nope and just like went back downstairs and went the other way oh my goodness yeah the the one senior prank that i really wanted to we never did a senior prank i don't know why we just didn't do it yeah um i think because we did the assassins thing anyway which is like the um water Mm -hmm. gun game yeah we did that too so uh, i guess your school is better than mine but you did both (laughs) uh high school pride so we said that we were going to take everyone's going to bring a ball of yarn to school Mm -hmm. And then you get a partner and like this is orchestrated well before and you just (laughs) hold on to your string and on the first passing period of the day, you guys go to your classes and just hold on to the string and do not let go. (laughs) So that in the hallways, if everyone participates, it's just like a bunch of string wires going from class to class. That's wild. That would be hilarious though. Like if that actually happened. But we didn't do it. We couldn't figure it out. Mike said his senior prank was they brought three chickens, labeled them one, two, and four, and released them in the school. <laughs> and that way they're yeah. always looking for three and can't find it. <laughs> I've heard of that one before, but it was uh, like pigs, I think. Somebody let like pigs out. But that's like for probably like a more rural school, you know? I've heard of some rural schools and like the students all drive their tractors to school. Yeah, the yeah, parking lot's just full of tractors or something like that. That's like an actual thing that happens. Like in a lot of rural schools, there's a designated day in like many called drive your tractor to school day. Really? Yeah. Grace wow. told me about it. Who lives in a rural community? Like you. I think that's where I like, heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like drive your tractor to school. You just drive your tractor and you're there. There you go. <laughs> uh, FFA week. Farmer something alliance. That's what somebody Far- said in the chat. Farmer, I don't know what that means. I'm too I'm too suburban for that. Uh, FFA, let's see. Uh, Freak- preparing... Freaking Farmer Association. <laughs> Freaking Farmer Association. <laughs> uh, what is it? FFA the Farmers. Federation of Farmers America. It's Future Farmers of America. Uh- 
Future, yeah, Future Farmers of America. That's hilarious. I think I like Freaking Farmers of America better. <laughs> Freaking Farmers. <laughs> Freaking Farmers of America. Hey, I joke, but farmers are the backbone of society, so. Oh, yeah. W- yeah. Without them, what would we do? Nothing. Also, drive your tractor to school day is, is the best thing. The backbone of America, baby. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to open it up for questions and then kind of wrap this up? Yeah, we're winding down. So, if you guys have any questions in the chat, uh, it could be on any topic. It doesn't have to be related to what we talked about, but we'll talk a little bit, answer questions, and then and call it a day. Yeah, let's call it a day. I'll tell you, though, I, on this quarantine, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like if, a I, lot. if I had the resources to own a Nintendo Switch, I would be playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. It's like, and it's giving me anxiety too because I like want to be really good at it. Oh, nice, nice, Thanks, dude. Thanks, man. Um, uh, Dale commented in chat that bring your tractor to school day was not the best day. Everybody just being slow. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, oh man. So it's it's been, the game's been giving me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I was trying to catch this fish. Like, there's different fish that go away every month because they have like a certain season yeah so the game came out march 20th and i was trying to catch all the fish that left in march so on march 31st i was up at like 11 30 and i was trying to catch this fish called a sturgeon and i saw it twice and i could totally tell what it was and i pulled my line too quick and my heart just sank and it's just like things like that just like give me the the most anxiety when it comes to that game and it's supposed mm. to be a common game but i'm like it's like competitive animal crossing now man that is that is horrible that that is that's been the worst thing you've had to deal with during these trying times yeah yeah i know <laughs> it makes me makes me makes me feel awful yeah awful that is you know uh <laughs> oh I, I have a lot of things that i could say but i won't Mike asked a question. If I see a group of 11 together, should I approach them and tell them to be separate? Or would it make it be worse since there'd be 12 people? It's a great question. I think um, the clear answer there is you just need to walk away and then uh, break out the the axe pepper and then walk towards them with the (laughs) axe pepper. That way you don't actually have to get close to them. Just spray it in the general direction. That'll break them up real fast. Yeah. Axe pepper, axe pepper comes in handy in any situation. Every situation. I actually use it as seasoning for my food. Oh, yeah. Get a little kick? Just a little kick. Mike also asked, what do you recommend? My wife and I have 12 kids. How do we not break regulations? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is just a Mike show at this point, huh? Um... I'm assuming if you have 12 kids, you got to put up at least six of them for adoption. <laughs> at least. Oh, no. It would be helpful if you gave up at least eight. It'd be helpful if you gave up at least 12, let's be honest. Yeah, or just pepper spray them all. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on how big your house is. If you, got, if you have, you know, two kids to a room. Then I could see, I could see chaining the doors shut. Yeah. And then you know self isolation, two to a room, slide food under the door, no problem. Sure. That's what I would do. That's what my parents have done to me. They've been so, sliding food under your door. Yeah, I can't even leave the room. So. Interesting. Yeah. So you're just trapped in your room. 
I mean, trapped is one way you could put it. I'm I'm staying here. Right, right, right. No, I I understand. Yeah. Um, is there anything else people want to ask? Yeah, let me pull up the uh, the closing music here. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, baby. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I think that. Will... Oh, we got a, we got one last question <laughs> from Mike. This is Joe. What is your sleep schedule like? Uh, me and Nate have been playing a lot of Rocket League post two a.m. Uh, not a, not post two a.m. Yeah, like pre two a.m. Like pre two a.m. I yeah. I've actually have been going to bed at two a.m. pretty much on the dot. Really, which is not good. I am not. And then do you wake up at ten or no? Uh, yes. So you don't wake up at ten. It seems like it depends on the day. It depends. It really. I need to get my sleep schedule under control. I mean, it's very unhealthy. If if I stay up till two, I need to sleep until ten, or else I can't function. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I woke up at noon today. I'm also not not saying that. Okay. Yeah. That's that's good though. Is it? Is it? I feel very but like if you're still getting eight hours. Yeah, but it, I think the downside is I just feel crazy unproductive. Yeah, because like I yeah, wake up because at twelve the day's and like over. half the day's gone already. Right. Yeah. yeah I feel that. And I've that, been trying to wake up earlier. Well, it's a vicious cycle because I I feel like half the day's gone. So then like ten p.m. rolls around and I'm like, man, I gotta stay up because I've already missed so much day. Right. And you know. No, I understand that. Yeah, we'll see though. We'll see. All right, well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I think we're going to wrap up here. I think it's about that time. Uh, we'd like to thank Ange for our cover art, uh, our homes and our places of abode for uh, letting us use their space. If you want to send in your articles, we're now taking in listener submissions, so send them in to babystationsubs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at babystationpod. Um, support us on Patreon. Check out our website at babystation.io. Share with your friends and family, non-family buddies and bros. Thank you for Bold and Brash for sponsoring this podcast. And to you, our listeners, who we...